I need to fill my aircon up because it doesn't work. You need to fill but your aircon up with, with whatever, aircon, whatever the, aircon, whatever the stuff. But at least I don't need the aircon on now to stop it from stalling. Was it? Um, it used to be Freon, right? That was the old thing, the thing they banned. Yeah, that's the stuff that was in fridges, right? Yeah, the banned stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, it was ozone. Makes all the ozone. Yeah, ozone. It's just, right. Greedy oxygen, isn't it? Hello and welcome to Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms. This week hosted by three of your favourite people, Terence, Sam and Adam. For the last time. For the last time, uh, Sam. For a while. And then he's roped back in. <laughs> roped. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Terence enjoys his no, time no. here. That Terrence. big bottle of talc called Moisturizer. It's a big bottle of talc and powder. Okay. So, is this for costumes? It is, yes. <laughs> I've discovered... To clarify, cosplay. Terence is the only man that knows about talc. Well, now I do, because we, we've, we haven't had it these days. It's not called yeah. talc. Johnson's baby, baby powder. powder. Yeah, but, but it, that is the talcum powder. Um, it just we, so happens to be really good for getting masks and things on, especially when they're made of latex. I, Terence knows again, at least 80 uses of talc. I cosplay. Do, I do. Sand off your feet at beaches. Bam! Just dries it all up so the sun just falls off. Terence, what's your idiom? Uh, uh, never the twain shall meet. Is that an idiom? Uh, Sam, what's your idiom? What? <laughs> you can't question them because it, they're all idioms. Yeah. yeah. Naval gazing. Mine is get off scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is get off scot-free. Oh, okay. Terence, since I questioned yours straight away, uh, should we talk about your idiom? Sure, yeah. Have you ever used it? Because I use it a lot. Never the twain shall meet. Yeah. yeah. You say something and then you pause because everyone's looking a bit bemused and then you say, and never the twain shall meet. And everyone still looks bemused, but yep. you have a healthy sense of Because you've just used a completely unrelated idiom to whatever the context was. <laughs> no, it's... Well, there is a use. Textbook a situation, though, is just... Oh. Uh, it's just like saying, unamuse boosh, every so often. Just then, as long as you laugh, everyone laughs, and then they're like... It's vaguely edible. It. I'm just like, oh, another hoodwink. Everyone's too embarrassed to question it around me. <laughs> Occasionally I bring up your cat and the fact your cat is called Jacques, and I bring it with um, it comes up in conversation not quite sure how but it's more the fact that people don't understand you and your sense of humour that they just kind of look at me in a really confused fashion as to why there's a cat called Jacques that I'm highly amused by I think you oh, you always need to point at the cat and yeah. chastise it so. You did it before Adventure Time as well, didn't you? Mm, yeah, and there's a yeah. It's in Adventure Time. There's a cat called Jacques in the, in the cat box world. Bit. Oh no! Is it, it says it says Jacques. They all point to this one yeah. cat and it becomes a king or something. Yeah, he's like Jacques, and then points at this. Cat. Oh right! Yeah, you didn't was, get that from there. No, you? and it was like two weeks after. And we were like, what? <laughs> nice. So I mean, I'm sure it was already written. Never the twain shall meet. So never the twain shall meet. Is it? And this is coming from a position of ignorance. Is it when you're trying to keep two people with dissenting opinions apart from each other? Uh, that is one use. Sure. Okay. No. Uh, it's it's very much like yeah. two two things that are entirely separate from each other. Yeah. And are you keeping them separate for their own good, for their own sanity? Is that it's very flexible. Mm, I think yeah. you can pretty much use it in any circumstance. Yeah. Probably means it's not an idiom. But Warburton's and Hovis never the twain shall meet yeah sure yeah but they do a lot in supermarkets yeah they're also both very closely related by being essentially sponge no they're not sponge with terrible bread no. like we know it's they're not, so good the plain white toasty loaf is it's terrible. it has its uses no no the toasty loaf is amazing it's not, yeah Sausage sandwich, maybe, no, maybe not sausage sandwich because then. Oh no, no he's got. He's, you need a muffin for that. No, see, he's got an issue with sausage sandwiches because he always complains that the bread falls apart whenever you try and make a sausage sandwich out of them. Yeah, um, he you can do. You, you press it and it just kind of keeps 
it yes, stays it down and then you took like this ribbed yeah. like it's just got like a hand like a blind you need to toast most things if you're going to make a sandwich out of it at least lightly so that's when you'd use never the twain shall meet not yes. in the bread scenario in the sort of keeping two people yeah. apart slash two of anything apart uh, apparently let's think about the word twain yeah hmm. Hmm. Twain. Just Twain on right. his own. Mark, he yeah, comes up a lot. Yeah, I know. Mark Twain, that's the problem. Like, Mark Twain. That's, Twain. that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he comes, comes up a lot. That old racist. I couldn't use Twain without saying that saying. Like, I can't think of another sentence where I can put Twain in confidently. Like, here, it says, two things which are so different as to have no opportunity to unite. Okay. But it doesn't actually have to be true. Did it used yeah, to be so, between and so, now it became between? I was wondering that. It's the Because root of you the got twixed and betwixt. Yeah. Is it like Twain, between, between? Do so you think it old? Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little a little snippet, but it's not to do with the idiom. So, it comes from Twagen, which is oh, tw- Twagen, Old English. Twagen, he was a two. character in Walking Dead, wasn't he? Is it? What? Twagen, yeah. <laughs> it means two. Yeah, just means two. So, okay, Twain. so never the two shall. So, never oh. the two shall. Two with a W. So, Twain probably comes from it as well, but I haven't looked that one up. Mm. Twagen. The word Twain suggests that it's... Shakespearean, right off the bat, and mm. Shakespeare is usually a good guess. So I'm just going to yeah. pin myself to I the flag of Shakespeare. Slightly before Shakespeare, like they were always big before him. Mm. I think it's a cut line from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I think it's cut from. I think it's cut from Romeo and Juliet. Wait, I no, think he like a near the Twain shall meet rather than never. Mm. That's very. That's much more Shakespearean. No, no, I think he was ahead of his time. I think he he coined the word never. Never. What's the other one? Um, like what's his face when he made up the name Wendy? Wendy. The guy who wrote Peter Pan. Wendy wasn't a name before that. He just made it up for it. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Is that J- what's like Wendy and J- her, J- J- uh, w- Wendy House? Like he's he's just like boom. There's a name that I'm going to make up right now. <laughs> Is that one of those? Um, like you look on the graphs of names across America and names across the UK and when I they were popular one. and just that, one that year Wendy was really popular because it gets changes all the time, well, doesn't it? Because like a couple J. of years ago, it comes in cycles like J. When, M. Barry. J. What? Technology. <laughs> J.M. Barry. That's the guy who wrote... The writer of Peter Pan. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, good work. Well, Kale- Khaleesi. Khaleesi was really popular a few years ago. Cause, uh, yeah, cause it was. People do that. But yeah. then once all the grandma Khaleesi's have died off, it'll become popular again. But it, they, their names aren't popular when there's a load of old people alive called. Does that mean... To but when it's... Yeah, just kill all the old people. <laughs> Adam's probably fairly constant. Biblical names tend to hang around. They yeah. do. John, um, Paul. And then, like, more the Judaic names don't, especially in America. Like, they go through cycles. Mm. I'd imagine that it's cut from Jerome and Juliet, and it actually comes from Did the fact. You say Jerome and Juliet. Jerome and Juliet. Jerome. That was the working title. That was the working title of Romeo and Juliet. Was Jerome and Juliet, and it was discovered on a snippet of the script from the actor that played Romeo. Okay, all right. And he cool. he said, "Never the twain shall meet," in in respect of the two houses in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. So that, that sounds pretty good. Why was he saying it? Because he was initially really against the two houses meeting, and this was in the first draft, remember, and he actually didn't know anything about Romeo and Juliet. Jerome, mm. uh, Jerome and Juliet. Um, uh, Ju- Juliet wasn't even in it, which made the title a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. That'd yeah. be a very different play. Mm. If it was just two houses fighting each other. If it was just, just Romeo. Two actual Transformer houses. I, I, was, I was about to say it'd be Transformer. No, I was about to say it'd be... Um, uh, what's that mafia film that everybody loves? The Godfather. That's the one. It'd be The Godfather. I don't know The Godfather, I've never seen it. It's a strong claim to say I haven't seen The Godfather. It's mostly one family. Godfather? Yeah. yeah. I, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know you could literally sell me on anything about The Godfather, I've never it's seen it. It's about the Carluccio family. Yep. Good. <laughs> he died recently, didn't he? Yeah, he Mr. did. Mr. Carluccio. Mm. And he's wonderful food. Who was the actor who was actually a bouncer for one of the families, and he played... He became an actor after he'd 
done right. as part as one of the hitmen for the families. And oh, so he was in. He was actually he was a legitimate. Yeah, yeah, he was a legitimate oh. family member, and then went into acting. Did he have a lucrative career after? I'd that? have to look him up, but I think he actually did stay in acting afterwards. Yeah. Any ideas from Sam? For what? Who this actor is? Never the twain. <laughs> never the twain shall meet. Um, eh, no, it's too warm. I can't really think of anything. <laughs> too hot. I think it's something, something to do with Mark Twain, and he's just like, it's just when he when he was like in a situation and he didn't want to do it, and they're like, "Are oh, you coming tonight?" He's like, "And never the twain shall meet," and then he just like in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. It's like I imagine he wasn't a great person. Mm. Strong, strong claim. Was. Slam well, Mark Twain. Really, was it Mark Twain? That wasn't his real name. Yeah, it wasn't. No, he was called name. like Jeffrey. We've definitely linked, we've definitely linked this in the past, but I never remember it it's because mark twain's quite a good name it's yeah. one of those decent names that just sticks in your head it's, it's a made-up one yeah because it sticks in your head because it's called wendy is jason manford is jason manford a make-up made-up name probably bit, bit of a tangent it's a stage like most people have stage names it's from salford and his name's manford so manchester salford i, am, I assume ah. it's a stage name manford is a name i know it manford's is. a name but I'm i mean there's quite a high chance it could be called jason manford i'm gonna look it up I read comedians don't tend to do it as much as TV actors because they don't have to be in the sort of mm. the uh, what's it called the thing where you need a unique name. You're not allowed to share. Oh, names. the Actors Guild. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, stage actors. Crag, yeah. Mag, Stag. <laughs> flag, 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 tag, tag, bang, screen actors, yeah, the screen, the screen, actors screen writers and actors guild, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. well, surely that'd be Rack. swag. Screen writers, screen writers, not one word. Actors. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is swag. Is it hyphenated? Swag, or is it not sag? Sarg. Yeah, Sargaloo. Yeah, that sounds right. Sargaloo is a great curry, though, isn't it? Mm. Terence, do you have any options? in your teeth. Terence, do you have any uh, options? I don't have... <laughs> Adam, Adam. Okay, so, uh, uh, number one, from a Shakespeare play, but not the one that you were saying. Number two, uh, it's to do with a type of dye mixing process where you can't put the two together, but then you mix it at the end. So they actually kind of the, that's where the chemicals go together. I can't really go with that one. <laughs> it's fine. And number three is the actual one. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. Go on then. I've never been very good at format. You have to do that in planning. advance to making things up. Otherwise, I, I can't do it. That's why I, I can't do it on the fly. Ben's surprisingly good at that. I can lie to people quite effectively, but I don't, mm. I don't know. That's not really the name of the game. Go, go on. What's the actual? Uh, no, uh, or is it from number? Four. Did I say number three? I forgot number three. Is it from Ghostbusters? Uh, Instead of, you know, don't cross the streams, total protonic reversal. Like, oh, the twain can't meet. <laughs> yeah, never the twain shall meet. Surely and he was killed by the uh, safe puff marshmallow man. Yep. Surely that's just an example of... I've never seen Ghostbusters. No. Surely that's just an example You've never of... seen Gof- Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> it really is warm today, isn't it, Terrence? <laughs> Golfbusters. Golfbusters. That's a different film entirely. No. Would you like Ghostbusters? Would I? Yeah. Yeah. I quite like that actor dude who's in it. Who's the, who's the comedian who's in the lead role? I've seen him in Ground Day. Bill Murray, that's the one. Yeah. He was good and in Groundhog Day. Harold Ramis wrote it, didn't he? Yeah. With Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, yeah. How do you feel about the new one? I like it. I like um, it. it. The end was a bit overly actiony. Yeah. But then, I don't know, it's pretty sharp. I like what yeah. they did. Yeah. I good. haven't seen this one. Can yet. you name them all? No. Done. Can you name one? No. <laughs> Oh, leave it, leave it there the because one. if it's just me naming Ghostbusters, <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. To be fair, of the original, I could only name Bill Murray anyway. So. They've got great names. Yeah. The actual actors. Go on then. Egon Spengler. Yep. Winston Zedmore. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter he, Venkman. He started out so confident. Peter Venkman, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was the professor. And Ray Stans. Nice. With the Z. And the new ones? Uh, I don't know. They've got really rubbish names. There's one good name, and I can't even remember that. She the 
They're just like the, Jones. The, the zany one. Oh, no. Wait, the actress is called Leslie Jones. Yeah. That's the, anyway, so... So, <laughs> back to the idiot. <laughs> just to myself. Just push the mic away from him. Uh, so, it is from a poem by Rudyard Kipling. Again? Uh, yeah. Uh, called The Ballad of East and West, which was first huh. published in 1889 and has been collected and anthologized since... Ugh. In multitudes. I don't know. I imagine it's a poem about East and West. It's going to be nothing. To yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not so bad. Right. So the, the main story is there's a, um, a tribal chieftain. Right. Oh, so I'll go back to this. And uh, it, the, some people use it to ascribe racism to Kipling. But it's because they haven't read the entire quote whenever you get to it. But quick. Yeah, on that, um, someone someone was about um, Love, Lovecraft, and someone was talking about. Him. He's like, "Did you know? Like, he's actually quite racist." And I was like, "Ah, uh, you know, every, everyone was probably a bit racist back then." No, no, he's you used. know, like then I saw the like a poem, and I was like, "Oh, he is incredibly racist." Yeah. like did not know that to what level? Like very strong, frequent use of the N word, and sort of like oh, like lesser race and all Wait, that. Where was he like, from? He's American, but he, yeah, did not know. Well, and now he's dead. Yeah, well, Great. you should you should read Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, can you can you make that disassociation from the artist and the art? It's like um, I quite like Ender's Game, but yeah. I think that um, what's his face? It's a bit. What wrote Ender's Game? I don't know. Orson Scott. I'm going to say Harrison Ford. Orson Scott Card. So the poem is about uh, a tribal chieftain who steals a colonel's horse and 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 then runs off into the forest or the jungle or because it's, it's set on the edge of what was the British Raj, so it's like parts of Pakistan, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, the colonel's son goes off with a gun and a lot of people and like chases him down like fires a shot there's a long run and then the uh this guy called kamal who was the chieftain like slaps the pistol out of the guy's hand and says look mate like you're the only reason you're not dead right now is that i let you run through this land and then son's like well you know if you kill me then like all the murder is going to come back right on you mate but also if you just give me the gun i'll just find my way back through the jungle and then the guy's like hmm, not so bad and helps him up and says look it's it's all fine and then the son's like no i was a bit of a dick and then he like says no you take the horse and the guy's like no i couldn't take the horse okay i'll take the horse but then i'll give it loads of fancy horse clothes and you can have it back he's like oh mate all i've got is like a pistol so he gives him his like second pistol and the guy's like ah oh, well i'll give you my second son who and then you can join the army and like look like it's all a big misunderstanding blah 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 and then they kind of become like blood brothers uh <laughs> it's mental um yes i did paraphrase it but uh, really really that wasn't the original it's more or less mm. more or less uh but yes yeah, so the entire thing is oh east is east and west is west and never the twain shall meet Till earth and sky stand presently at God's great judgment seat. But there is neither east nor west, border nor breed nor birth, when two strong men stand face to face, though they come from the ends of the earth. Nice. There we are. That's yeah, it. good. Mm. I like it. Nonplussed. I'd probably read it in its full format. Mm. That's pretty good. It now. Well, it's true. You kind of spoiled the ending with that. But Spoilers. Yeah, I did a little bit. <laughs> I will link it in the show notes. Mm. Oh, no, that's mm. interesting. So that's that's the first form of the, of the actual phrase, never the twain yeah. shall meet. It's interesting that Kipling, again, we've had Kipling before. Yeah. He's, he's been the source of a few idioms. It's good, though. When was that? What, what, what year was that? Uh, 1889. Cool, pretty good. Yeah, it's quite old, mm. but not that old. Uh, I think it's the use of Twain that kind of throws everyone off. Yep. It's flowery language in poetry. Mm. Easy to throw people off with that. It's a good word. What? Twain. Twain. 
It's better One. than betwixt. Between. No, betwixt. Betwixt is a good word. Betwixt. Betwixt is right. It's got twix in it. I like twixes. Twixes. Are good. Although they're not vegetarian, I can't eat them. Very annoying. Sam, what was your idiom? Navel gazing. Navel gazing. You're gazing at your navel. You're doing not very much with your time. You're sort of wasting your time by doing something completely pointless. Is that what navel gazing but means? You, you're not even cleaning it. You're not even picking out your belly button. No, you're actually just. Unless it's like train spotting, but with like military warships. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> choice origin story. What? <laughs> Naval gazing. <laughs> Everyone's got it wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Legitimate. <laughs> Naval gazing. Well, if you say it with enough confidence, we can put it on Wikipedia. Yeah. Boat gawping. <laughs> gawking, rather. <laughs> I think I made a word. Riddleless gawping. Riddleless gawking. That's my stage name. <laughs> 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 he just do like uh, Mickey takes of Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard's <laughs> coffee. Love it. Uh, it's a niche act. Yeah, it would be. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of ping pong balls from whence they came. And now the twenty naval gazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm spending. <laughs> Naval gazing. He's going to do another in a minute, like, oh no. <laughs> oh, there's another. I forgot about it. I thought that was a pack of 20. Whoa. Ooh. <laughs> Tell us about your ping pong story again. I have to come back first. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, naval gazing. Yeah. Is it. No, I've got nothing. It is. <laughs> Ignoring that. When would you use it? Very impressive tangent. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I've genuinely used navel gazing ever. I don't think I would use it. Um, yeah, I don't really use it, but I, I, don't know what it, I don't know. I feel like I've had people use it at me, like what you're doing, navel gazing, in a sort of derogatory fashion. Are they pointing, pointing at you really aggressively when they're saying, No, just what are kind you doing, of. navel gazer? What were you doing? Like somebody ran past you playing sports. I think it's really easy to get that sort of a thing ascribed to you if you've got a very sedentary job as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, you're not, not really doing much. Just sort or of, by some like, really active person, like power walking past. Yeah. So I don't mind those. Those are the navel gazers. Who's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> west winging around the office. Yeah, yeah. Walk with me. Talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a really, really vivid mental image of someone in marketing with a Bluetooth speaker in the rear walking around. <laughs> around. <laughs> it's just like a new <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bluetooth headset. Um, is that right, though? Like, navel-gazing just generally being... Yeah, I've got it here as... Um, the navel-gazers. Self-absorbed pursuits. Oh. So this feels like a uh, sec- mm, second... So you're going off of the laziness option. Yeah, I was like... I always had it as... A, yeah, like, it's self It's just doing something. The pointless is a part of it, but, like... I, don't, I wouldn't have thought that it would be like a hobby there. I think it's literally just lost in your own world. Like, just... Do, do, do. What's that? It's my belly button. <laughs> Put my finger in there. Yeah, yeah do you think of the navel as the belly button or yeah. just that sort of midriff area? Uh, no, it's your belly button. It's yeah, I think of it as your belly button. Yeah, no. I want to be like, oh, my navel has got a massive gaping <laughs> void in the middle of your belly button. I'm scared of the belly button. Through. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't mind Terence <laughs> falling into his internal void. I just invert. Like, <laughs> At what point would your body disappear if you fell into your own navel? I don't know, but I'm fairly sure that if you just poked one hard enough, you just That's like, like the snake eating its own tail thing. Like it's yeah, yeah. You just become a Mobius loop. Of like, yeah. Where do you become a? Mm, mm. Uh, I don't know. Hey, but you're thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially like a, a human Klein bottle. 
Have you seen a Klein bottle? No, it's a Klein bottle. Um, you really need to. Is see it like one. pressured? That no, it's like a glass thing. Like imagine like a tear drop, mm-hmm. and then like, it, but it's a it's like a flask, and the top of it comes up. Yep. yep. Oh, I know. And what then you mean. it comes yep. down and inside into, itself, yep. and then that opens up into the outside base of the. It's mad. Like, is it for like making tea or something? No, it's completely pointless. It's oh, just okay. showing off if you're a glass blower. You'd something. never get the tea out. No, because well, it's it's sort of it's essentially like a three D Mobius loop made of glass. It's oh. crazy. Like, look one up. A little bit Asher. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So, like, the inside um, becomes the outside yeah. of the thing, and it's all pretty wild. It reminds me of in the Matrix when, like, oh, the, the thing goes in. Yeah, the thing goes in there. And it's just like, nope, that's the entrance. And it's that's just the like flailing around with its tail. It's the gotta weakest be. part. It's the weakest part. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> weak point. Don't shoot someone in the navel. <laughs> yeah, pooh. I only needed half a bullet. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've solved the munitions crisis. If you there watch, is one. Do you watch Westworld? Uh, yes. The humans in that show don't die easy enough. They get shot a lot and they don't they die. They do. Yeah, they come I, back, I haven't they? seen any of the parts of season two, so no humans have been shot, thank you very much. But I'll have you know. <laughs> He's um, a liar. But one thing I didn't understand about this from season one right. is, like, you're allowed there, and people just out and out, just, like, stab all these robots, yeah. like, rape things. Everything's like, oh, man, these robots are so lifelike. But yeah. how do you know you're not stabbing another guest? And then I thought, how would you do it? And it's like, maybe the only people wearing hats are the humans. Oh. And that wouldn't break the, um, that wouldn't break the sort of flow <laughs> of the thing and just none of the robots are wearing hats. But I don't think that's the case. So what if, what, like, how, how, how is it solved? What if when you just leaf? like stab a random guy or someone, like when this guy goes into the town, someone challenges him to a duel. He's like, I'm going to murder you. Then they have a duel. Like, well, how does it know it's not some other like layer? Well, the, the guns. If it's the guns, they only they don't. Yeah, yeah they don't. They don't shoot the humans. People have like knives or like bludgeoning each other with maybe rocks. It's a, maybe it's a technologically retractable yeah. knife yeah, that it goes be. into it the hand. Really springy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except um, it's rigid when it's stabbing a robot. I don't I, know. I think uh, they released the plans of the guns online, and they were saying it's about it. It stop. It lessens the momentum, so it's just like a, a paintball. Yeah, because they get like injured, don't they? They get yeah, so they, they get, get red marks and stuff on them. Yeah, oh. so it's less velocity. But you get less... shot in the eye. Yes, okay. you might have a bad time. What if you got the shot na- in the, the eye, the navel, like you only need half a bullet in the navel. Right. I heard that is true. Just a regular gun. <laughs> this is how I should tell the robots. <laughs> That's how you do it. Use the guns against them. Shoot so them I'd imagine navel gazing comes from the whole concept of you absent-mindedly doing something while you're deep in thought. If we're going with the deep yeah. in thought, not laziness aspect of it, and then you pop yourself. Absent-mindedly. I mean, I've never absent-mindedly dug into my belly button, so I can't. Can't say that I do. Gazing doesn't involve sort of rooting around with an index finger. Yeah, but maybe like digging something out and then looking at a bit of lint on the end of your finger or something. I don't know. Oh, I've had an insect in my belly button once. I was just out. I don't know. <laughs> I've done. It's just like, and one time I drank a snail, and one time I found a slug in my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> not a slug. Right? What was it? I don't know, like a little black ladybird or something. It was something. It wasn't right. <laughs> Any ideas where navel gazing comes from? Um, is it? Oh, it's, it's got to be. Oh, maybe it's like 1980s and some sort of like skateboard culture or something. I'm just throwing things nice. out there. I think Bam Margera invented it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Bam! Uh, <laughs> I just love that catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Is that the, uh, the spice weasel? <laughs> what was his name? Oh, the chef, Futurama. Elzo? Yeah, Elza. Elza. Good work. Nice. Oh, well, well remembered. I wouldn't have. I was, just, I was thinking of the spice weasel. But Who does the voice? Elza. Uh, Probably Billy West. He does all the voices in <laughs> 
think about it. I don't know. I don't John really DiMaggio. Know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think John it is. Yeah, in my like, head, working say, backwards. All the male voices, like, go. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, done. John, John DiMaggio's Bender and um, uh, Jake, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I always wanted to do a mashup of, like, Bender, but with Jake's skin stretched over the top. I thought, oh. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Again, for cosplay. I'm going to need a dog. <laughs> Again, for cosplay. It's also elastic in this. Just be like the Wallace and Gromit enemy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you describe it. From the you, from a close shave. Have you seen a close shave? No. Oh, oh I didn't do that. <laughs> Twenty minutes long. <laughs> You've got to watch them all, you'd be you done in an hour. It now. Oh. I quite like Hardwick Studios actually. I saw them. No, most- you don't. You haven't seen the three things they've made and it's called uh, Hardman uh, Studios. Ard- Ardman. Ardwick. <laughs> I quite like Hardman Studios. Hardwick <laughs> Studios are being horrendous. <laughs> They didn't melt the plasticine. I saw. Why is it working? This can't smoke this. <laughs> I saw their most recent film that they did, which so was hot. on Early Man. I think it was called Early, Early Man. Man. Yeah, that's I good. That. It was good. I enjoyed quite, it. Yeah, it's quite short as well. Yeah, the wear up pretty good. It's good. Uh, the, the, the quality definitely goes down after that. Yeah. It's he befriends. It's always he befriends somebody who's out to get him and. Gromit gets wronged. Yeah. As opposed to... And then they fall out and then they come back together for a triumphant victory. Spectacularly. Have you seen the wrong trousers? A grand... No. Isn't a... Gr- oh, that's bleak as hell. Great. <laughs> Isn't a grand day out like 20 minutes long as well? Also. Grand yeah, day that, out's also incredibly bleak. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, no, yeah, that's the bleak That's one. crazy bleak. He leaves a robot on the moon. Yeah, and it just wants to be loved and come home and they just say, get down, robot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Feel like Stay on the loop. I feel like it's I not really that. robot, it's a fridge or a cooker. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's a dispenser, isn't it? Yeah, it's a dispenser. Um, I've seen like two minutes of it. I think it's an oven. Is it? Is it a fridge? Is it, is it Naval gazing. Naval gazing. Naval gazing. Naval gazing. This is prime content. It's got a timer. Oh, so yeah. It must be an oven. It's your own time you're wasting. And it's, really, <laughs> it's not my time. It's really warm <laughs> it's in It's great. Here. All our time. I can do this all day. <laughs> I can't. I want to go home. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Naval gazing. Right, what if I told you? It was actually called Omphaloskepsis. Dude, would that give you any more? Is that a venereal a... disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Obsfa- Navel gazing. How many, oh. wo- how many words is that and what are you saying? One. Is that Greek? It's Greek. Yeah. Um, it's just like from Homer's Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Go for it. And is it... Nav- oh, are the people who were... Oh, no. It's not about like... No, it's not David and Goliath. That's a different myth, right? Isn't that biblical? David and Goliath is definitely biblical. Yeah. What if I showed you this picture oh. of a statue? Oh, oh. navel gazers. Too weird. <laughs> so it's, it's a statue called the navel gazers, or <laughs> that Greek word that I tried to butcher. What are they doing? Um, and it's four Modesty. people stood around in a circle, just sort of like staring down at the stomachs. Yeah. And it, it comes from... Is it their stomachs, though? Yeah. And apparently the contemplation of one's navel is an aid to meditation. Oh. And it's all sort of like old school ancient Greek... Sort of, um, so omphalos hmm. is like roughly navel, and skepsis is viewing examinations. Yeah, like skepticism. Like, yeah. Hmm. So it used to be sort of like, and then there's a bit of nonsense about it, and it's come from like Hinduism, yoga, sort of that, like chakras in the stomach and things, and like that kind of thing, and like in yeah. various, yeah, old school. That's really words. Cool. Like it's just sort of like it's an aid to meditation and sort of like centering yourself and then it just got corrupted from that just being like oh he's a right navel gazer because it's just you sat meditating and thinking about yourself and just like hates slouched that. over yeah yeah weird that's, that's cool. way more in depth than i yeah. thought it'd be. and then there's some places where it's like gazing on the 
stomach is like a celestial joy Ooh. because it's the umbilical region and they can converse with the deity and then it gets pretty wild. Like, oh, yeah. what? It gets pretty wild after that bit because that yeah, bit's pretty... Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, if you think you're talking to God in your own belly button just mm. because that's where the, na- the umbilical yeah. cord is. <laughs> Everyone walking past going, let's just leave him to it. Yeah. John's got something going yeah. on. How was that? I did not expect that when I started looking into this. No, that's yeah. serious. But the first written record of something close to, like, navel-gazing rather than, like, this... Old school Greek meditation term for thing. what it actually is was from guess 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 of what navel gazing Victorian something Victorian uh, what during whenever so, they started something the something oh it's gonna the, be like the Renaissance right you going for Renaissance I'm gonna go for something the first Lord of the Admiralty said in Victorian era Sweet. good good guess oh so people using it again all right okay yeah, yeah like using actually using like navel gazing or the closest was navel contemplators oh. that was the actual phrase in robert a vaughn's hours with the mystics from 1860 1860 Ooh. that's yeah. victorian yeah sure i don't know um, <laughs> and then in this book the mystics were meditating on their um, inner spiritual worlds apparently Ooh, and they referred ah. to as navel contemplators weren't the victorians obsessed with like contemplators Greek history contemplators contemplators come don't break me like that. <laughs> contemplators. Contemplators. <laughs> yeah. Bring in the contemplator, this guy like. It's got like a red rag and then yeah. someone else just like, hmm. <laughs> Sounds like an Assassin's Creed villain. Yeah, doesn't it? Anyway, um, and then the, I looked it up on an engram and like it's pretty much nothing until like the 60s and then it took off quite a bit and then in the 80s it skyrocketed and I don't know why. Ah, but engram was 80s. broken. Yep. Yes. Yeah, naval, like, uh, naval gazers. Like, no, they call them like shoe... Shoegazing. 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 That sort yeah. of like shuffly dance. Yeah, thing. like grunging. Yeah. Sort of like bobbing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I knew it. Got it in one. Yeah. <laughs> Leaping on it like, boom. Clarence is right again. <laughs> Classic. That's, that's, that's really, the end of that chapter. I like it. A lot of history in it. It's yeah. weirdly ancient Greek. I yeah. Don't, that's just odd. Naval gazing is fairly, it's a fairly modern way of saying it, right? I mean, yeah. People, but like, yeah. there's like belly button fluff, like picking your belly button, like there's all that kind mm. of term for other things. But like it's slackers. Just, it's just yeah. lost in your own thoughts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I thought it was pretty good. Daydream. I like it. I don't know where I heard lot. it, where I picked it up, but it's probably someone that I know so, that used it, so well done. Well done to them. You are welcome. Can anyone remember what my idiom was? Um, <laughs> get off scot-free. Yeah. Get off scot-free. What does this it mean? This is going to go to terrible places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? When would you use it? They're always getting out of crime, then scot. Go on, when would you use it? What, what's the actual meaning of Maybe get it's off? Montgomery scot. Uh, as in, like, there's an implied guilt. And he, and, you know, justice has not been served. Yeah, they got um, away with something. Yeah, that's, that's basically what you get. I mean, there's two versions I stumbled across. The first one was effectively it means getting away with something despite guilt. So you've, you've literally got away with something despite the fact you're guilty of it. And the second is in a more literal sense, it can be used to mean non-payment. Oh. So you can get off scot-free if you've got, like, I don't know, uh, if you're about to get a fine, but you managed oh, to... Right. Outrun for a fine, not just like a bus fare, you know, like oh, oh the machine's broken. It can be anything. Just, say, just get on. It can be anything. It's kind of like non-payment for anything. If you defaulted on a debt for whatever reason, you could say you got off scot-free. I mean, you got bigger problems if you've done that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's that's the sort of that's the more literal yeah. use of it. And it doesn't get used anywhere near as much. The more popular one is getting away with something despite yeah. being guilty of it. it Everyone thinks that, you're guilty. Yeah, yeah. It, it implies that people know. It's not like you've done something surreptitiously. Yeah. It's like somebody's... It's an open secret, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And you're like swanning about like... Doo, 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 doo. So where do you think it comes from? I think it's to do with the Scotland Yard in London. And Ooh. they're the police people. And oh. when you'd get like nicked for something, the saying of the day would be, he gone done got scotted. 
And therefore, if you got away with something, you were getting away scot-free because you weren't getting scotted by Scotland Yard. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yep. Dung got scotted. Dung got scotted. Terence, any ideas? You'd have to go, oh! Dung got scotted. Dung gone got scotted. Dung gone... Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Dung gone got scotted. Stotted? What's a stotted? Gun... No. I get, right. What Sam said. Terence, any ideas? I imagine he was going to go for that. Mm, that sounds great. Yeah. No, and maybe it comes from the original run of Star Trek. Nice. And, um, and some scenario where... Things happen. Yeah, things and yeah. stuff. Improv. <laughs> wow. And Back when the Spock character was called Scott. No, Scotty. Oh, Scotty, yeah, he was in it, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, I've seen Discovery. I've seen Discovery. Yeah, is that the new one on your That's films? the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah is he, there's, there's a Scotty in that. It's no, 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 yeah. no, no. Discovery is the TV show. The film was um, Into Darkness. In that. The film was Into Darkness, and the first one was just called Star Trek. You, you'll know this. You'll, mm. you'll film me. Yeah, they were both quite good. Sam and Pope was very the good. The new films. Oh, yeah. It was Star Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, which was less good. Well, there was a massive. Um, Star Trek Beyond which was the newer one directed by the guy who did Fast and Furious franchise and written by Simon Pegg I remember Into Darkness because there was a big argument on the Wikipedia edit page of, the, of whether Into should be capitalised or not. Mm. Uh, no, it shouldn't be. It was. Well, well, if it, yeah, it really shouldn't have been. Uh, unless it was like, oh, <laughs> Fire up that war again. Yeah. If it's a movie hey, title, you're sometimes wrong. you're just going hey. <laughs> to... It's like, song, it's like song titles, they don't follow any rules. Uh, so you reckon it's from Star Trek from some Well, point? as in, like, there's an episode where um, it's it's kind of a, a bastardization of something that Kirk says, where it's like one of those bottle episodes where they're just in a room and the only way that they can get out is because the alien wants everyone to get off with each other, specifically Scotty. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> but, a episode, it's a weird place. Yeah, um, I like the, I like the idea. In the bottle. That was, like, that's where that comes from. Yeah, from this episode. Friends episode was it? Where it started? That comes from this, oh, this Star Trek sorry, episode. Yeah, friends where they're spinning the bottle Keep up. in an enclosed space, and um, and uh, it, it falls to Spock first, and uh, the thing that he because he can't kiss people because. Um, Vulcans don't have any lips. Uh, so he says, right, I'll, I'll switch it around and people have to pay. Um, and, and then it's like a cumulative spin the bottle. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so like every thing, everything it lands on, either you kiss somebody or you make up some arbitrary rule. It's like Ring of Fire. Um, it's right? just like Ring of Fire. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> but there's no drinking because they were trapped, obviously. And they, and they, they, had, they, they only had an empty bottle. Yeah. So... Uh, and then it comes to Scotty, um, and he, he requests specifically that he can be kissing Kirk or something. I don't know, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then at the end he says, oh, I, I got off with Scott, Scotty, and, for free. and it was for free. It was free. And then they get out, and everyone, everyone opens the door and says, guys, the door was unlocked the whole time. <laughs> and then they look into her and like, Guys, and it's like freeze frame, like end of murder. She wrote like ah, oh! and Kirk and Scotty's just got lipstick all over him. <laughs> it's a great episode. <laughs> and then the bottle goes, "It's a living." And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got three potentials for you. The first is it's like Buffy, a long mystery blind date, Terence. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. 
Long mistrusting of the English, the, Scot- the Scottish around the 1700s started to rebel against the idea of English change- charges for things like toll on travel. This only got worse at the disbanding of the Scottish Parliament in 1707 when violence would frequently erupt around clashes of English and Scottish. As a way to curtail the violence, King James VI of Scotland, first of England, decreed that the Scottish should not be charged for travel over English lands for a period of 40 years, scot-free, derives from this. The second sounds like a catch. <laughs> so I'm rolling with it. The second potential is Dred Scott, a slave born in Virginia in 1799, spent a good chunk of his life attempting to gain his freedom by means of the legal system, even going to the Supreme Court in 1857. All of his attempts failed, though he was later made a free man by his then-owners, the Blow family. I'm just going to throw that one in there because it's one that a lot of people go for, but it's misremembered as being the actual origin because it's so popular. Is this just the ruse to throw us off the scent? Yeah, well, like, ah, I've, I've, it was that. I'm just... Boom, had him out. On number three, the word for tax or payment in the Scandinavian is scat, which then mutated it into Britain to become scot as the name of a redistributed taxation. Taxation, not taxation. The the scot and lot was the taxation and the allocation. The scot and lot is part of the phrase. Scot in this instance is literally another word for tax, and the phrase could more obviously be got off tax-free. So is it one... Um, is it the first one? Is it the idea of the Scottish not having to pay taxes, not having to pay tolls across English lands, as decreed by King James VI? Is it the second one that it definitely isn't? Dred Scott, Dred Scott, a slave born in Virginia in 1799. Um, or is it the word for tax or payment in Scandinavian is scat, which mutated into British to become mm. Scott? I like the first one only because the third one sounds like a dirty protest. <laughs> Sam. <sighs> It's very boring answers again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't have one boring one and then two exciting ones because you just go, well, it's clearly the boring one. Uh, Why can't history I think, be fun I th- I think yeah. exciting? I think the one that isn't, a slave born in Virginia is quite exciting. The one who tried to get his own freedom through the legal system. Why was he system. allowed to go to the court? He was a slave. I don't know. They had various mm. rights, didn't they, for a while? I don't think so. I thought mm. they had... I thought they had uh, this is me showing my ignorance on American history, to be honest, but I'm sure they had like certain rights as a, as a slave or as a human. Mm. I don't know. I don't think. I really think they were very bad about a, the whole yeah, situation. He had a bit of a bad deal. I mean, I have already said that. it's definitely not that one. So if you want to go for that one, feel free. But no, uh, I don't think it's either of them. I think it's, you don't think it's any of them. No. And so, oh, is that an option? And, and you reckon it's King James the sixth slash first? Well, I mean, if the if the right answer is definitely on that list, but if it's just, I didn't think there was a, a King James the sixth, but. He also know. said sixth slash first. Oh, what? He was King James the sixth of Scotland, King James the first of England. Oh, is there a King James? I don't know. None of them. I'm going to go for the none, none of them. them. So you're both going for none of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so the actual origin is the Scandinavian one. Oh. Yep. It was. It was originally scat the word. Everywhere. It was originally the word scat. S K A T, and it uh, got sort of translated into British, becoming Scot. And the Scot and lot was the taxation and the allocation. So you tax something, and then because it's a redistributive tax, you give it away again. So it's like a, it's like welfare. If you tax something, and then giving the money away again to individuals. Yeah. And as I said, it wasn't number two, but number two is the one that people sort of always think it is. So it's the one that gets referenced all the time as what being was, the. It was the slave Dred one? Scott, the, oh, uh, the right. slave. Um, it's not the actual origin. Many believed it to be. Part of the problem was the fact that the original Scots was... Uh, Dred Scott, in this particular mm. instance, is two Ts, um, whereas it is actually yeah. Scott, S-C-O-T. It's a cool name. Scott yeah, it's, it's lowercase as well. Dread right? Scott. Dread Scott is Dread a very good Scott. name. I imagine Dread has not great 
connotations? How do you spell it? I don't know. Dread. Dread. D R E D. So it's not dread as in like Judge Dread. Bad ass name. Judge Dread is D R E D. Is it? Yeah, it's double D at the end. Yeah. Double D. Mm. Yeah. D R E double D. It's not dread yeah. like dreadful though. Oh, right. but it's supposed to be dread as in oh the fear of justice. Is it DC? It's dread. DC uh, or Marvel? Oh, it's another one. Is it like Dark Horse or whatever it is? I thought no. Dark Horse was Dark Horse is on by DC now, isn't it? Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't isn't think it a it British DC. comic film? It's British comic. Is, it, is it Alan? What's his face? Uh, he probably wrote some of it. Alan Moore. Moore. Uh, no, it's it's from that. Oh, what's it called? It's like uh, there's other comics within it, and it's I've got it at home. Oh, I can't even picture it. So it was the actual ones, the Scandinavian tax. Uh, the first reference to it in print is in a forged copy of the writ of Edward the Confessor. Here you go. Here's your here's your origins. The the writ of Edward the Confessor, though there's no date for the forged version. Version Edward died in 1066, as we all know because we all paid attention in history. Yep. And the copy was made around the 13th century. Uh, the idea of the phrase being used to get away with something began around the 16th century. Uh, during this time, the variant Scotch free, as in Scotch egg, delicious, oh. was yes, also used. So. Was also used, though it's a mishearing. So Scotch free was very common, but it was just because people couldn't spell. I, I imagine they were always hungry in the past. Yeah, uh, Scotch free in the sense of the phrase was seen in 1598. So getting Scott escape Scott free, and it was spelled S C O T T E. Escape scot-free is seen around 1598. Nice. Yeah. Uh, from Vincent Skinner's translation of Reginaldus Gonsalvius Montanus, a discovery and playing declaration of sundry subtle practices of the Holy Inquisition of Spain. And that's the escape scot-free quote. From the Spanish Inquisition. Huh. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what he's getting at with that. Wasn't the multiple Spanish Inquisitions? Isn't that the thing about the Spanish Inquisition? That people actually keep... did expect the Spanish Inquisition because it was broadcast ahead of time. There's a lot of nasty stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you know there's an exam coming up, but then that exam also has torture in it. Yeah, but it was broadcast ahead of time was the thing. Like, people, do people don't know, or people mis- misattribute it, the whole nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition thing. They I mean, did. It was from a comedy sketch. It's probably not historically accurate. It's from Monty Python, isn't it? Yeah, yeah isn't there the whole thing after that? They're like, accept this, accept this, accept this. Uh, Engram was fairly fairly spiky. The the hyphenated version, Scott hyphen free, is much more common than Scott's space free or Scott with two T's free, although they all pop up quite a lot. But the hyphenated version is the most popular by far. Cool. Was Engram broken for you? It's when I the, put mine it's on in. the decline. It did break. The X axis yeah. was eighteen hundred at zero zero, and then one am one am one am one am one am one am all yeah. the way along it. I had that as well. Sweet. Has anybody reported it? Well, you too. You like can't get in touch with Google. When I took this screenshot, it was fixed. But the first time, it definitely terrible was. Terrible things on Twitter. I think that's the best way to report. Things. I think that's the only way. Judge Dread, two thousand AD, is the comic, ah. and it is British, but. What was the publisher? The, the actual publisher. Currently, it's Rebellion Developments. Hmm. In the past, it was IPC Media, um, and which was some conglomerate. And before that, it was Fleetway Publications. So yeah, no, we're no close. one thing really, apart from Rebellion Developments, which sounds kind of good. And its first appearance was in 2080 issue number two in 1977. Nice. Case closed, Judge Dredd. Probably wouldn't have guessed the 70s. Did they come up with a Punisher after Judge Dredd? Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Ooh, I don't know. They're very mm-hmm. different characters though yeah, roughly same, similar if you had to explain each character in one line you'd what? get a roughly similar sort of like, like oh, the, well the Punisher is like justice. his so family willing to do terrible but, his, but the Punisher is his family has been murdered Judge Dredd's that's most yeah Judge Dredd's intergalactic police right yeah like, he's, he's just yeah he's pretty intense loves the law doesn't he yeah, he's intense he, he is he, the law yeah he is yeah, the law, the, law. Yeah. the new film's pretty good isn't it Judge Dredd yeah. The one that was out yeah. like eight years ago yeah that one yeah it's supposed to be doing a TV show with 
Carl Urban. Which which publishing house was Watchmen? Because that's owned that's by Dark Horse. No, it's Image Comics. That's owned by DC now as well. Yeah, because they now it exist. Was then? I think. Well, they're rec- yeah. they they're they're in the DC universe now. I think. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They've just started a crossover. Oh yeah, there was, wasn't there? I don't like that. Don't I like it to be its own kind of getting, universe because it's in like the eighties it. anyway. So I like the whole bottle universe thing. I think that oh, works a lot better. DC just can't figure out what works. Yeah, I don't love Batman. They hate this. They love Wonder Woman. Yeah. They hate this. Like, what's going on? Oh, They're like, oh, oh people love mashups. Yeah, Justice League. That, everyone loved that. Yeah, that's because they did stupid things, though, didn't well, they? Because they had dark, dark, gritty Batman, which worked. Everybody likes Christopher Nolan Batman films. Yep. And then they went, ooh, dark and gritty. I know, Superman. Clearly the darkest, grittiest character we have. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not the Boy the Scout of America. Man of Steel was pretty solid. Man of Steel, I didn't uh, like that. It, it was all right, actually. It was, uh, it was not watchable. Great. It's too, the cinematography is too murky. That's the problem. Batman versus Superman was just... Garbage. That was awful. Like, it, was that it had some good bits, but that was mostly when Batman was. Was that the one Batman where they stopped? Fighting. They stopped fighting because they suddenly both realised their mothers had this. Martha. Name. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Martha. Oh, God. I also have a Martha. Maybe it's the same. It can't be. I've got to pause the fight. Yep. <laughs> you too. And that yeah, fight, that bad. that Batman vs Superman fight, is one of the the the, the like focal points of mm. quintessential DC comics. Is the and they ruined it because they one they put it in the first film with Batman and Superman in it, and two. It, it was, was boring. Rush. You just hated both of them. Yeah, you just like yeah. just kill each other. It's fine. I know. I and think then the Justice comics... League just dragged it out even more, and you hated. I've not all even of them seen it. Don't bother. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> if you like Wonder Woman, definitely a, don't watch. Justice It's lighter, League. but it doesn't quite work. No, ah, it's, Wonder, it's, Woman. Um, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, I like. Great. That yeah. was a good film. They got well, that did, right again. Well, they're doing the um, apart from the weird, like she's still, you know, she still has to be protected by a man. Yeah, was a bit enough. Suicide Squad didn't see that. Suicide Squad was also just a steaming. That's not great. They're doing a Joker film. Like, with this Jared man Leto. just repels everywhere, and it's like, yeah. oh, but upwards. And yeah. then, oh, look, he died. Never mind. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Killer Croc just looked like he had scabs. Yeah. Um, but the uh, they're doing the Jared Leto Joker film on his own because he complained a lot. And then Jared doing Leto. Leto. I think it's Leto. Is Leto. It? Is it Leto? He was the bad yeah, Joker, right? The one who just looks like a thug. But he's but they cut out most of his film. Give me a sec. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes, Star is in the Overcast app, or leave a rating in the podcast player of your choosing. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFOR Podcast, or feel free to email us, cast at ZY.io. Relevant links from this episode are in the show notes and our individual social media accounts are at the bottom. Thanks for listening to the production by. Gosh. Season. Thanks for listening to this production by Jamp Jam Nation. By what? Thanks for listening to this production by Vamp Nation, Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms. You were saying, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, and there's another one with... Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. But directed by Michael Scorsese, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is just rumour. And it's got uh, Joaquin Phoenix in. So she, he was first in... And that's going to be its own thing, like a gangster Suicide film. Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So he was first in Suicide Squad, and people just didn't like him because he was... I've not seen it. I've he had no part in that uh, film. He's barely in it Absolutely pointless. But he's holding, holding a candle to Heath Ledger as well, for one. Heath Ledger, who is... But he's very great, particular. Great in a night style. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. He really Never was. in a night style. Uh, and Ned... What do you call it? That Australian one. That's some Australian... F- Brokeback Mountain. Something, yeah, that one. Ned, Ned who? Nedding. That's what they call it. Ned, Ned, Ned. Uh, Nedsworth. Um, Nedding. Then you had like, um, who, played Luke, who played Luke Skywalker? Because he was a good Mark Hamill. Well. Mark yeah, he's Hamill. good in voice. Mark but... Hamill's, yeah, but that that's what I think. Yeah. When somebody says the Joker to me, yeah. I think the Mark Hamill I don't, Batman yeah. animated series. One. I don't think Heath Ledger. I think that's great within that universe. There, yes. But I don't think it works elsewhere. It needs to be kind of pointier. It needs to be more like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill plays Cockknocker as well, doesn't he? In Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs>
Cockknocker. Never seen it. No. He, he, he he's like the villain to um, Bluntman and Chronic, mm. who are the Jay mm. and Silent Bob's superhero alter egos. Huh. Oh my god! And then he he has like a fake lightsaber. It's terrible. Mm. Like, I've, I've watched Jay and Silent Bob strike back. It's, I've seen. Uh, I've only seen know. Dogma of those. Dogma's good. Dogma it's was worth insane. watching. Clerks. It was Alan Rickman in Dogma that I thought was really really good. It Surprisingly, was, it, was, it, it was great. Every, was everyone thought that Kevin Smith was a stoner and he he just never smoked until after all these good films came out. And all these really and now his awful ones like Tusk and things like that. I didn't see Tusk. Uh, it's not great. I've not a lot of them are just a bit, they're, they're a little bit. Good. The whole Viewsk universe is pretty good. Yeah. Mallrats. Is... That's pre. That's pre. Yeah. And Clerks was bad. his. Clerks was his first one because it's yeah. the one made with like black and white cameras because they couldn't afford yeah. color cameras and all. Yeah, that, yeah, it's it? all right. I, I, I feel like you have to people watch it quote at the time. it a lot are um, the worst. What's um, Mark Hamill's villain in The Flash called? He played it in the early 90s TV show oh, and then he played it in the new show, the one that's on DC that nobody ever watched. Uh, Lucy watches that. Yeah. Lucy watches The Flash. It's called like, the, it's like The Riddler but not... <laughs> the Quizzler. Yeah, The Quizzler. <laughs> like a burger. Um, Turkey Quizzler. That's like a terrible pub quiz name that Turkey loads Quizzlers. of people are really happily about, happy about. That's definitely. Yeah. We should do a pub quiz. We'd be terrible at it. Know, I'm pretty good at them. Not if you drink. Yeah. I know you do.